1: Do you think Americans are saving more money or less money in the time of COVID? We'll tell you what analysts are seeing in saving habits among Americans. Plus, there are several reasons why you could see your taxes increase under the Biden administration. A lot of people have questions about taxes in retirement as well as their income. Before we jump into all of that today, 803 973 8473 is the best way for you to reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. Or you can always connect online at retirewithpat.com. But thanks so much for joining us here today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby, Jen Rezac here alongside Pat. And Pat, one thing I always have to remind myself this time of year is is that spring's coming. It's around the corner. It'll be here, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I don't know what the norms are here, but um, it just feels like there's been so many times where I wake up and I see, like, it's in the 20s? Like, how is that possible, you know? But yeah, spring is a wonderful thing, isn't it?
1: It absolutely is. And I bring it up because I feel like we've been in kind of this Economic winter. I guess that was the analogy I was going for. Uh, a little bit of an economic winter, but there are some positive trends emerging. So hopefully, spring's coming with the economy. I think that's what we're all kind of, kind of hoping for here. There is this positive trend emerging with more people stepping up their efforts to save. And I'll, I'll share with you some of the numbers that I found. Americans saved. trillion in the first three quarters of 2020, or about twice as much as that same period of 2019, according to an analysis by Barenberg Economics. So, Pat, talk a little bit about the long-term benefits if we're starting to see more people saving money earlier in life.
0: Yeah, Jen. I think the idea that um, we're seeing, even in today's circumstances, more people save more money is is so encouraging, and it's exciting to hear. And now, I think there's a there's a couple ways that could go. One is it could have a long term effect on people saving because it becomes a habit right Mm -hmm. um and so the other side where it could go is people are just being very cautious because there's so many unknowns in the world right now uh which is still smart and it's completely understandable now the question is if COVID is behind us hopefully prayerfully at some point not (laughs) too long down the road. um, Does everything go back to normal? Uh, That's what, you know, only time will tell. But I mean, the opportunity, of course, as someone who uh, lives his grown-up life as a financial planner, um, you know, I I understand we all have things we want to spend our money on today, but I see the value in planning for down the road. And so then, you know, what is it being saved for is the question. And then, then, of course, we would talk about timeframes. You know, there's saving for an emergency reserve. There's saving for Maybe a big purchase you might have coming up like a car um, and then saving for long term like maybe kids college or Mm – retirement, right? So all of those things are valuable and beneficial things. And uh, yeah, it's just really, really encouraging to hear that news. And uh, we'll be very fascinated to track that as time goes on.
1: Right. And and we do have to look, you know, kind of peel some of those layers back because a lot of people were saving more because they had those federal stimulus checks that they were scrolling away for later use, but, of course, if we're not really spending it, that's – I don't know how much stimulating that's doing. But but what's likely to happen with the economy, Pat, as people start to feel comfortable enough to actually step up some of their spending and then they're spending some of those stimulus checks that they've maybe been hanging on to?
0: Yeah, we are uh, – Jen, we are truly in uncharted waters when it comes to having a pandemic, the effects it has on families, uh, certainly on health, but on the economy, on jobs, on businesses – on the stock market, all of those things, and then the federal response with stimulus checks and how that affects everything. I mean, you know, certainly we've had stimulus in the past, but this is just a, it's such an unusual circumstance. It's very difficult for someone to extrapolate out or make assumptions on. Um, And I think you made a great point, which is uh, the point is to stimulate the economy. And then if everyone is you know stuffing it away for a rainy day that's not really stimulating the economy mm-hmm. so right, right. uh but the other thing on the other end of that i will say you know the the uh, stock market basically dropped about a third in uh, about 30 days uh, last year, which is just an unprecedented, unbelievable crash. And yet it responded so fast. The stock market rebounded so fast uh, because of the fact that there are areas of the economy that are doing quite well. So um, it, it's just one of those things. We can't make a blanket statement that things are bad or good. It's mm-hmm. just that different areas are being affected in different ways.
1: Right. And again, but but wait, there's more as we continue <laughs> looking at all the, the layers here. Uh, with this federal spend that we've seen to fund those stimulus checks and other programs, we've really had all of that ramping up. And we know there are some proposed changes to tax policy in the works. So that's given people some concern as well about what could be happening with their taxes as a result of all the spending with the stimulus packages and the fact that we might have some changes. Can you give us kind of a a high-level overview of some of the proposed changes to the tax code?
0: Yeah, so I think the the there's two things going on there, Jen. There is uh, the cost of the stimulus and how that's going to be paid for long term, and then there's the current administration, uh, the Joe Biden administration, being very open and transparent about the fact that they want to be raising some taxes, and um, there's some um, you know posturing about you know not affecting lower income or middle income um, Americans, and yet parts of the tax changes. You like increases on taxes, potentially on capital gains. Um, that is something that hits uh, can hit just about everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be complex as we watch that. We'll certainly be updating our listeners over time to those changes. But certainly it seems very clear there's a mandate to increase taxes soon. And then the other thing that we're always looking at is the long term, um because so many people save for retirement in tax deferred accounts well if those tax rates are going to be increasing significantly because not only the administration wants them up but also because of this unprecedented stimulus I um, mean that money has to come from somewhere and most economists agree it has to come from higher taxes mm-hmm. at some point in the future so we want to be thinking about that we think being proactive and thinking about your tax planning as it goes with your retirement, is one of the most valuable things you could possibly be doing right now. And if you're not sure if you're really doing anything for your taxes right now, or if you're not sure what that looks like for you in the future, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Uh, what we offer is a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. One of those five areas is your tax plan. Uh, if you're not sure if you have a good tax plan in place yet, give us a call now to get started at 803 803- 9 retire
1: talking today with Pat Struby. He is with preservation specialists, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Pat just gave you the number. If you'd like the numbers, the actual numbers as you're punching that into your phone, it's 803 973 8473. Again, that's 803 973 8473. Pat, there are also some changes to social security that are going into effect this year. And when we look at things like changes in Social Security tax rates and the earnings limit for Social Security, who needs to be paying attention to some of those changes?
0: Yeah, Jen, when it comes to Social Security and taxes, I think this is just an important area to be watching out. We have been saying for a long time that uh, the system of Social Security it really doesn't make sense. There's just way too few people funding it and way too many people claiming it. And so so the math just doesn't work. Now, it's awesome that so many of us are living longer. But certainly, you know, when Social Security was created, it was designed to kick in right about someone's life expectancy. And of course, we're living far longer than that now. So the math is just completely unsustainable. So we're not saying that's something doesn't need to be discussed. but certainly one of the things that the current administration is talking about is adding social Security, additional social security taxes to uh, people that are working and making over $400,000 a year. And that's one of those things that you know that's being tossed about and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there because you know what's proposed is not always what ends up happening in the end. So I think anyone um, that's still working would would want to be keeping an eye on those changes and, and be aware of what's going to happen if any changes are actually passed, making sure they know if it affects them.
1: Pat, here's something else that I've been watching as we talk a little bit about all the the different pieces that we're keeping track of and all the different things that we're planning for. Things like long term care and health care. Eli Lilly, I saw not too long ago, they had a trial of their Alzheimer's drug that showed some positive results. It it slowed the rate of cognitive and functional decline, and that's awesome. I I love seeing news like that for people who are worried about Alzheimer's and dementia. Always great when we can make some strides against these things. But for from a financial planning standpoint, when I saw this article, I was wondering, Pat, how do you help people address some of those concerns, things like Alzheimer's care or, or other potential long-term care needs? How do you fit things like that in when we're talking about all these plans, financial plans for the future?
0: Yeah. When you think of you know the biggest fears or concerns most people have about retirement, Jen, I think running out of money, is number one. And number two is just this kind of broad topic of healthcare and the unknown costs and needs. And certainly long-term care like Alzheimer's or dementia uh, is a big part of that. And and of course, part of that is we know how common it is, but of course, none of us knows how long we're going to live and how much we might have a need like that. So this is an area that needs to be discussed. Uh, We really do not think there's a one-size-fits-all for this. Um, You know, when I started back in 1997, long-term care insurance was kind of the new kid on the block, and everyone in the industry was really excited about it. Well, over time, what ended up happening was the companies weren't charging enough for the insurance because they ended up having too many claims. That's created a messy situation because what can happen is you might have a policy and suddenly you're getting annual notices that the rates going up, and when you're retired on a fixed budget, that is not a good situation to be in. So... Uh, we have identified six different solutions um, for our clients, uh, which include long-term care insurance, but a lot of other things too. And we just think, Jen, that's the reason we talk about custom building someone's plan is there's not one size for everybody. And we want to make sure our clients are informed of those different options that we can help guide them, maybe one or two or three make the most sense for them. And we want to talk through those and the pros and cons and help them figure out what makes the most sense for them. So if if you're not sure if you have a long-term care plan or a health care plan for your retirement, that's one of the five areas we review in our retirement review at no cost and no obligation. Call now to get started at 803-9-RETIRE. Again, if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Save your retirement with Pat Struby continues in just a moment. Stay with us.
2: The world is upside down, and millions of Americans are out of work. Debt keeps rising, and yet taxes and interest rates are at historically low levels. What's going to happen next? Oh, I don't know. Space monkeys could arrive. Times like these, it is important to do your homework and be prepared, especially if you're near retirement. Hi, it's Glenn Beck. This is not the time to go it alone and hope for the best. I want you to call Pat Struby today and find out what he can do for you right now. Do what other families, just like yours, have done for over 20 years. Call the team at Preservation Specialist. Call 803-9-RETIRE and schedule a complimentary phone or video consultation. Pat Struby and his team at Preservation specialists are local and independent. Their focus is you and your retirement. So call 803-9-RETIRE. Schedule a complimentary consultation and be prepared for your retirement years. 803-9-RETIRE. Glenn has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kayla's Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. happy to be here alongside Pat. And we do have some good news to share as it relates to retirement planning. The number of protected households in the U.S. is on the rise. This comes from the Alliance for Lifetime Incomes Protected Lifetime Income Study. So Pat, they're saying about 40% of households have protected income. And when we talk about that, we're talking about families who have something like a pension or an annuity to supplement what they'll get from Social Security in retirement. So Pat, talk about why it's so important for us to find a way to get that protected income for our retirement.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, this is a big one, Jen, because there's so many different ways to set up your income in retirement. And of course, for most people, just living on Social Security isn't Going to give them the retirement that they want. So the question, of course, is where are you going to get the rest of your income? Well, of course, a generation or two ago, um, that might have been from your company pension or government pension, and and of course, those are those are becoming much much less frequent or common for um, for Americans. So um, it's really encouraging to hear that it's actually forty percent. I would have I would have feared it would be much lower. Yeah. Um, And and you kind of went through the list there. It's basically Social Security. It's a pension or um, if you need more protected income than that, you basically have to, it, we call it kind of creating a personal pension by using an annuity. And of course, an annuity is one of those um, <laughs> kind of dirty words of finance, <laughs> right. because I always say it's literally the only word where you can mention it and 20 different people hear it and 20 people are visualizing different things hmm. because an annuity just it means so many things to so many people. So we don't think of an annuity as good or bad. It's just a tool. And so we're trying to figure out if it's a tool that someone can use. And a lot of our clients get the benefits of that. And a lot don't need it. So it just depends on your situation. But coming back to your point, Jen, of why is it so important? Well, we don't know how long we're going to live. And if you're creating all of your income off of the stock market or a portfolio, that doesn't have guarantees to it. And that's where people run into problems like 2000 and 2008 when the stock market crashes and suddenly your nest egg is half of what you thought it would be. Um, so So having some kind of protected income like a pension or like an annuity, Helping support your minimum income can just be provide a tremendous amount of peace of mind. It can provide a way of making sure you don't outlive your nest egg. And and Jen, I've seen studies that have talked about people that have some type of guaranteed income in addition to Social Security. They're actually happier. Um, Hmm. They have less worry. And most interestingly, they live longer, Uh, which uh, there's a theory there that they don't know if that's because they're worrying less or if it's because they know they're getting the income. So they want to make sure it keeps coming. So (laughs) some kind of interesting stuff. But those are all things we all want. We all want to live longer. We all want to be happy and less worried. Um, So having some kind of income that is protected, helping provide for your retirement, I think is just so, so valuable.
1: And I I just think it's important for people to understand a little bit more about whether or not their retirement income is actually protected. Sometimes we might put our money in a place and we think it's protected. It's something that sounds like it's protected or guaranteed to us, but maybe it's not. Where are some places where we might have our money that wouldn't count from your perspective as, as protected or guaranteed income?
0: Yeah, I would think of a, a few things that, that would be good uh, generalities to use here, Jen. The first one would be certainly anything that is designed for growth, mm-hmm. or that's more of a risk investment, like a stock or a mutual fund in the stock market. I think most most of our listeners probably realize that's not what we would consider as protected income. Uh, but that might be something that in good years, you know, if the market's going up 10% a year, that might feel
1: pretty good. Yeah, it <laughs> feels, feels really
0: good, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, until it isn't. And so that's, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) That's the situation with that. So that's not going to be protected because of course, what goes up can also come down. Another example would be any type of investment that pays dividend income. Now we like a lot of things that do that um, because even in today's low interest rates, you can get maybe four or five or even 6% dividends in some areas, net of fees. uh, And that's really appealing for a lot of people. But of course, that's not guaranteed either, which means the dividend could be reduced or it could stop. Um, So those are things that certainly would not qualify. Is protected. And then there's even things that I would consider a safe place to put your money, like a money market or like a CD, where it's not really protected for income. um, Because if you're drawing into your principal uh, because your bank account is paying 0.4% and you don't want to live on 0.4%, and so you're starting to draw the principal, of course, that's not protected either because um, you might live too long and draw the money down too fast. So there's a lot of places that, even though they have beneficial pieces, you know, there's parts of having your money in the market or dividends or money in the bank that are beneficial for you that does not qualify them as being protected for your income in retirement. And that's one of those things we always talk about. It combines two very powerful areas of planning, which is having an income plan. Have you had a retirement income analysis done? Do you have a plan for where to take your income? And then, of course, for many people, part of that income needs to be created by their nest egg. Do you have an investment plan to help you create that income plan? If you're not sure if you have both of those, or if they're working together, give us a call right away at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, you qualify for our five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He's with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rezac alongside. And going back to, again, if 40% of households do have protected income. You do the very simple math there, and that means 60% still don't. So I want to talk to those people right now. Pat, what are some of the challenges they're facing if their retirement income counts as maybe money instead of protected income?
0: Yeah, I think we touched on a little bit of this already. It reminds me, Jen, of a couple of years ago, I was teaching a class uh, at a local college, and it was a total of six hours over a couple of weeks, which I'm I'm sure you're thinking, my goodness, how could someone listen to you for six hours, right? (laughs) No. But uh, but it went through all these different planning areas. And one of my takeaways from that course was, no one came into that course having any interest in an annuity And many afterwards wanted to find out more. Hmm. And the reason was exactly this. Um, There's a very large percentage of people that we meet that are in their 50s or 60s and kind of making their final plans for retirement. And they don't have any type of protected income to help support their Social Security. And as they start thinking about this idea of the risk and fear of trying to create all your income off of investments that don't have guarantees, that's a very scary proposition. And so Mm -hmm. that's when it's really good to just identify the various kinds of annuities that are out there. And certainly of all the different kinds, there are Pros and cons. There's parts of them that we particularly find beneficial, like you know, if you have protection of your principal or a you know lifetime income guarantee on the income. Whereas there are other features that are certainly not as appealing. Some annuities have much higher fees than others, so those are types of things that you want to take a look at. But um, the the bottom line is the the point of your life. That your finances are at the riskiest if you're planning your retirement is at the day you retire because that's when you have the most money at stake and you still have the most time that you have to cover going down the road. So Mm -hmm. if you are in the few years prior to retirement or the few years just after retirement, that's a really important time to be looking at this. And if there's a way that you can transition some of your risk money to providing protected income, that could give you a lot of peace of mind and it could also help you make sure that your money lasts through retirement.
1: So, Pat, if we're trying to figure out the right option and you mentioned annuities uh, again there a few moments ago, could you do something like an annuity analysis for us to help us sort out if, if what we have is right for us or if we need to explore something else?
0: Yeah, so this is one of those things, Jen, that I think is incredibly common and incredibly valuable because the types of questions we get all the time are – I have this annuity and I literally have no idea what it is or what it does. Right. Right. Uh, And that, yes, Um, I just met with someone the other day who had an annuity because they had money sitting in the bank and the bank said, hey, the bank account is not paying you anything. Let's put it in this annuity. Hmm. And, uh, you know, in that case, it was just a simple annuity. It was paying a higher interest rate. But then, of course, it's all the terms and, you know, how long does it last and when, how do we get the money out and all those things? Um, There are something called variable annuities that are often recommended by stockbrokers or investment advisors. And they have their own set of pros and cons. Um, And a lot of times, uh, after a few years, when we're meeting with somebody and they're asking us to review it, they don't even remember what they were told. Or, you know, maybe it was a very simplified summary of benefits Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe they weren't told the fine print. Uh, We we always call it the strings attached, right? There's no such thing as a perfect investment. (laughs) So I always say, just tell, I want to know what the strings are that are attached uh, because that'll help me understand if I want to put my own money in there and, of course, uh, as we're thinking about it for our clients. And so an annuity analysis can be really valuable. And the third example I want to give, Jen, is that we often have people say, I've been hearing more about annuities. Um, I've been seeing You know, maybe reading that they're becoming more popular or more baby boomers are using them, but I don't understand the term. I don't understand what that's going to give me or what the pros and cons are. So all of those are what we would kind of call an annuity analysis analysis. And that's something that we can provide to anyone uh, as part of their five-step retirement review, whether you have an annuity now or not. If you'd like uh, a little more information on pros and cons of various kinds of annuities, whether it makes any sense for you at all to even consider it or not. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, there's no cost and no obligation. To get started, just call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back.
2: Save Your Retirement is more than just a radio show. It's also the title of Pat Strube's best selling book. Order yours today.
3: Miss a show? Listen to Save Your Retirement online at your convenience. Go to the radio tab at scpreservation.com.
1: Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak. happy to be here alongside Pat, talking today about the Alliance for Lifetime Incomes, Protected Lifetime Income Study. It shows the number of households with protected income, something like a pension or an annuity is on the rise. So that's great. But the study also shows only about a third of pre-retirees have calculated their monthly expenses and their financial needs in retirement. A lot haven't figured that out. A lot of people are overestimating what their retirement savings will actually cover and three out of four Americans still don't have a financial plan. So, Pat, still some work to be done here to save our retirement. (laughs) uh, (laughs) All right, let's start with why it's important to figure out your monthly expenses before you retire. How do you approach this with the people that you help?
0: Yeah, so your monthly expenses uh, that you'll need in retirement, this is I think actually quite a funny one, Jen, because before we really focused on retirement planning many, many moons ago, I don't know that I would have really thought about how important this was. It certainly wasn't anything that was talked about in finance class in high school or college. And, you know, in basic financial planning, you know, they're not really thinking that far ahead. And, you know, if you're in your 20s and you're projecting that, you know, it's not even going to be close to what what it really is. Right. But when you stop and think about it, this is maybe the most important piece, because how on earth are you going to know if you're prepared for retirement unless you know what it's going to cost? So figuring out your monthly expenses is a foundational part of creating your retirement plan. And I will tell you, Jen, 99% of the people I meet, I get one of two responses to that question. Do you you have any idea what those are? (laughs) Oh boy, what is it? (laughs) So it's either um, someone who is highly detail-oriented who happily passes a spreadsheet across to me <laughs> right. that they've been working on for decades. That's not or me. okay. Yeah, <laughs> or, or it's a blank stare. Yes. So it's usually one extreme <laughs> or the other. And the reason I, I, to me it's kind of funny because neither matters in my eyes as long as we're having that conversation and you're open to it. And because uh, if someone has done all that work on their spreadsheet, that's awesome because we know that that's accurate information. But if you have never once thought about what your monthly expenses are, that's okay. That's our job. That's what we do. We can help you. You do not have to feel guilty or bad that you don't know that or never even thought about it. And um, sometimes we've been able to very quickly and easily help people figure that out. And that's that can be a life-changing moment because we're helping them figure out what that's going to look like for the rest of their life. And uh, it doesn't have to be that hard. You know, if you are like a lot of people and you charge, you know, you charge your expenses every month and then pay off your credit card, you've got a record of what you've been spending every month um, Mm -hmm. for probably a long time. And so it's just a matter of going through that and figuring out what's going to stay the same and what's going to change in retirement. So we're not talking about a Herculean task here, uh, but it is really, really foundational to getting your plan together.
1: And it is eye-opening when you do that for the first time. I know the first time Jeff and I went through and we looked at what our expenses were on a year-by-year basis – boy, I had no idea just how much we were spending. Now, four kids at home uh, that, you know, they are it's their fault, so I'm not going to blame it on them. But, oh, I like that. That's a great way yes, of looking at it. Blame it on the kids. But another key finding from this study is that people are overestimating what their savings are going to cover as well, probably because they haven't figured out just what all they're spending money on. But Pat, I think anybody who's ever counted calories can relate to how this math works up. You know, I always underestimate, the number of calories that are in the donut, and then I overestimate what I'm burning when I go for that jog or that walk later. So we want to make sure we aren't applying calorie math and making assumptions with our savings.
0: Yeah, that is just a cruel comparison. I know. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I will say that I know the advisors in our office have met with hundreds, if not thousands of people that are kind of preparing for retirement over time, and by far and away, The people that come see us, I would say more so underestimate, Jen, because yeah, most people come in and they are filled with concern and worry and anxiety about if they're prepared. And a lot of times when we run the numbers, they're in pretty good shape. And that's really fun for us, you know, because we can actually do our five-step retirement review and say, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's perfect, but we can say, hey, you're on track, or it's probably better than you thought it was. But to go back to the study, um, there've been a lot of Uh, surveys done in this area, Jen, and, and for example, they'll say, well, what percent of your nest egg do you think you can safely draw each year? when you're in retirement. And one of the numbers that comes up often is 10%. Mm. Um, And I think that comes up because maybe people throw around, oh, the stock market averages 10% a year or something like that. Um, And it is important it is important for people to know that typically mathematically that just is not, it's unsustainable. And the reason is if you have your money in something safe and you're making one or 2%, of course, we all know you can't take 10% a year out. That math doesn't work. But if you have your uh, investments in something more aggressive and you have a chance to earn 10%, that also means it could drop. Down considerably and it's just you can't be drawing that high of a percent out in the years when the account is down. So most experts believe the actual percent is between two to four percent a year if you're going to be in the stock market. And that's part of our philosophy, Jen, is what we really want to do is we want to make sure people understand the various pros and cons of savings and investments. We believe one of the best benefits we can bring to someone is reduce the downside risk of their portfolio. So in 2000 and 2008, the stock market dropped from top to bottom about in half that's devastating if you're in retirement right it's totally different if you're 30 years old it's not fun still right, right? right. Um, but if if you are 67 and retired 6 months ago that is life changing if you have your money in the stock market well what if we can devise a diversified portfolio and by divvying your money up now the worst case scenario is or 15% or 10% loss, that can be life-changing. And that can mean, by having a steadier return, that can mean maybe you can draw a higher percent off of your nest egg. So those are the types of things that we think can be incredibly valuable for a retiree and for someone planning and trying to figure out how do we draw income off of our nest egg so once again that really comes back to do you have an income plan have you ever had a retirement income analysis done and then do you understand if your investments are set up for long-term growth or if you're getting them ready to create your income in retirement if you're not sure about those things call us right away at 803 9 retire those are part of our five-step retirement review that we offer at absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars for retirement to get started, call now at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: And if it's helpful to just have the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803-973-8473 is the number. But like Pat said, the easiest way to remember it is 803- nine, retire. As we talk a little bit about this study, Pat, the next point that I saw here, three out of four Americans still don't have a specific financial plan. So a lot of people listening right now are in that category. And I'm guessing a lot of people aren't even sure what we mean when we talk about having a plan for your retirement. So can you just explain what all goes into that comprehensive retirement strategy?
0: Yeah, and and I'll say, Jen, this is another one where I want to urge our listeners, certainly if you don't have a comprehensive financial plan, don't be embarrassed, don't feel guilty. I would have thought the percentage that don't have one would be actually much higher, Jen, Mm, because even our most prepared clients. They don't really have a plan. You know, most financial professionals don't create comprehensive financial plans, right? They offer investment advice or things like that. And very few people are creating a quote unquote comprehensive Mm -hmm. financial plan on their own, right? So I think it's really important for all our listeners to be aware that that's not an expectation that we have. And that's part of why we think our services are so valuable, because we can help you create that. We think that for a true retirement plan to be comprehensive, there's got to be five areas that are included there. So that the foundational piece, the piece everyone needs to have is a written retirement income plan. And that kind of goes back to some things we've talked about, Jen, how much income are you going to need in retirement? What are your expenses going to look like? And then let's start figuring out where are your income sources? Is there social security? Is there a pension? Is there an annuity? Is there a 401k? And we just start kind of pulling together all the resources and helping you figure out how to take that income. The next piece is your tax plan, because some of those savings and investments are going to be taxed differently. Well, we want to be smart about how you're paying taxes in retirement. And of course, we want to be as smart as possible about reducing those whenever we can. Now, for most people, they're going to create some of that income off of their investments. So you need to have an investment plan. And that's going to look very different when you are 10 or 20 years from retirement than when you're one or two years from retirement. And then, of course, when you're into retirement, because your goals are changing. So that's part of that is a review of if that fits where you're at in life. Uh, we touched earlier in the show about healthcare and long-term care, so that's the fourth part of the plan, and that's kind of I always use the uh, football analogy of offense and defense. Uh, investments is the offense; that's the fun part that everyone loves talking about. Right, but right. The, the healthcare plan is your defense. Right? Yeah. How do we make sure um, you're not bankrupted by you know escalating healthcare costs and just having a plan there? And then finally, the fifth area is your estate plan, and if you're married. We certainly want things in order and we want things to go to the people you want after you're both gone. But part of the estate plan is making sure if you predecease your spouse that they're protected. So we want to make sure both of those are in place. And having all of that together, we really believe can provide people with kind of a guide through retirement, but most importantly, just kind of a calm and an overall peace of mind to know that they have a plan that they can stick to through their retirement.
1: Pat, it seems like there's just a disconnect with how people think about their retirement. You know, people are optimistic about their retirement. They're looking forward to it, but they lack confidence in their income because of what you're talking about. So many of them don't have this actual plan. Talk a little bit about how you help somebody have more confidence so they can be confident as well as optimistic about their retirement.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point, Jen, uh, which I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective. And I really think that the value of our retirement review, it speaks to that perfectly because I can think of so many people that we've met with over the years and they come in And they've done a lot over the decades to plan for retirement. Let's say they come in and they're three or four or five years from retirement, and they've been putting in their 401k, and maybe they've been doing some things for taxes, maybe a Roth IRA or something like that. They've been looking at their Social Security benefits or accumulating them at least. They've been thinking about these things, maybe trying to pay down their debts, you know, think of all the different things that people are doing. But they really, most of the time, have no idea how to turn all of that stuff into retirement income, into a retirement plan. And I've had so many people tell me just in the, you know, if we spend an hour together, just tell me how valuable that was because they kind of came in with a bunch of questions and they were thinking maybe we're okay, but we really don't know. And they leave, you know, through the process of the five-step retirement review and they leave with that confidence and with that comfort of, okay, I think we have an idea of the path that we're going to take. And if that type of comfort and confidence sounds exciting, sounds appealing to you, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We call it our five-step retirement review, and we offer that at absolutely no cost and no obligation. That's the first step towards building a custom-built retirement plan. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury.
4: So how do you pick a Medicare Advantage plan? The decision process is different with an Advantage plan than with a Medigap plan. Since you can change plans each year with no medical underwriting, the financial stability of the company is less important. If they raise their rates next year, you switch to a different plan. With Advantage plans, you must look at the provider networks to see if your doctor participates. Even if the plan lets you see non-participating doctors, you'll still want to know if they participate to see what your cost will be. You must also look at the prescription benefit to see if your current medications are covered. Many people don't take the time to research this and end up in the wrong plan. And this is where an agent can help you. We have software that lets us search the providers and prescriptions easily. There's no need for you to spend your time gathering this information. My experience is that large national companies tend to have fewer changes in benefits in provider networks over time, so you won't have to switch as often. Lastly, you still need Parts A and B of Medicare to join a Medicare Advantage plan, even if the plan has a zero premium.
1: Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book, or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation.
2: To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and the author of the book Save Your Retirement. And he gets questions each and every week about all things retirement. So we want to open up that Save Your Retirement mailbag today and go over some of those Common retirement questions because, Pat, I'm guessing the questions that we have today, you hear some of these things quite a bit in your office.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to find out, I guess, well, right? Well, yes,
1: that's true. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll surprise you with this. All right. So our first question is from Kelly. She says, we're both retiring in about three years, and she says they've done pretty well. They have several different retirement accounts, like 401ks and IRAs. The problem is they're spread all over the place, and they're not sure what to do with these in retirement. They don't know which to use first when they actually retire, just want to know what to do now. So I think that's kind of a common scenario for a lot of people, right, Pat? They've got the money. They don't know what to do with it.
0: It is very common. And I think there's actually a few items that I think are important to note on this one, Jen. Um, The first one is, maybe she didn't, uh, Kelly didn't ask directly, but when you have You know, multiple accounts, which is much, much more common now than it used to be. You know, of course, with switching jobs or different 401ks, or, you know, maybe you've had different advisors over the years, or you were just diversifying your money. Um, It's very common for people to have a lot of different accounts. One of the biggest problems that I've seen with that, Jen, is uh, most companies, most advisors. Um, when they are providing you with any kind of investment advice, it is exclusive to that one account. So you might have, let's say, someone has ten retirement accounts, and they've got ten uh, little pie charts of, you know, the pie chart on the front of the right. front of the yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, most most of us look at what's the account balance, did it go up or down, and then there's that little pie chart kind of showing where the money is. Well, if you have one that is you know set up as kind of moderate, but then you have a bunch of others that are aggressive or conservative. What we really want to do is we want to take a look at the whole pie chart of all of your money and see how it's working together. And so that's one thing that I would say is a benefit of talking to a uh, retirement planner and seeing if there's if there's any logic to kind of reviewing those uh, all together as opposed to individually. And then the second thing coming directly to um, Kelly's question of where do we draw from first – that is kind of bringing three different topics all into one, which is, of course, we're trying to generate income. We're talking about which investments it comes from. And one thing that wasn't specifically said there is the taxes matter, right? So uh, if Kelly has a 401k and draws off of that, that's going to be taxable. Um, If she's before 59 and a half, it might be penalized. We need to look into that. And then if she has any Roth IRAs, those would be tax-free. And then if she just has a regular account at a brokerage or in a bank account, that might be an after-tax account, and they're all going to be affected differently. So I know this is probably the most boring answer, but ultimately it depends okay, <laughs> on what you're trying to accomplish and where what your tax brackets are and all these kinds of things. But that's a great opportunity, Kelly, for doing an analysis and trying to make the most out of all your hard work, everything you've built up. How do we create the best income and pay as little taxes as possible?
1: All right. Appreciate the question, Kelly. Thanks for sending that in. Let's go on to our next one from Joe. Joe would like to retire in about three years and wants to know what to do to get prepared. He doesn't think he's ready to meet with an advisor just yet, but getting overwhelmed when he Googles things and reads articles about retirement (laughs) and just isn't sure where to start. So beware the Google monster, (laughs) right, Pat?
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. I think actually, uh, Jen, uh, during the show once, I think we Googled, um, you know, when should I take Social Security? And it was like 11 million articles or something like that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it would take your entire retirement to actually review probably, those. So. Probably,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> no, this is a really good question. And, you know, three years before retirement, that's a thats a great example of sometimes when people do come in to see us. Uh, we have some that come in at retirement or even after they've retired to just kind of review what they're doing. And then certainly um, some people are interested in meeting, you know, 5, 10 or, or more years ahead of retirement. But three years is a great example. And um, I would really just take those five areas of planning that we look at. Um, you know, what are the things that are going to affect your income? What resources do you have to generate income? Uh, so that's one area. And the second is taxes. Um, take a look at how your income is going to be taxed. Um, do you have 401k that will be taxable? Do you have Roth IRA that would be tax-free? The third one is investments. This is a great time in your life. if you're If you'd like to retire in three years, this is a great time to be thinking about, do you have your money invested? at your current age or is it invested the same way it was at 25 or 30 or 35? Um, Because three years before retirement is a great time to be maybe doing some transitioning into preparing for more of that preservation and income as opposed to the long-term growth. And then the fourth area is health care, thinking about your health insurance, Medicare, long-term care. Um, do you feel like you have those, those items kind of in order or at least just kind of taking stock of where you're at? And then the fifth one is your estate. Um, have you done any estate planning? Do you have beneficiaries on your accounts? Um, Do you have legal documents in place like a will or a power of attorney and things like that? And that's not meant to certainly overwhelm you. Um, It's just uh, giving you kind of a quick example of we love categorizing in those five areas because then maybe you take one week or one month and kind of focus on one and just kind of see where you're at. That'd be a great way um, to just kind of see where you stand and see if you're ready to talk to a retirement planner
1: yeah, just just good to break that down a little bit. i I think uh, retirewithpat dot com is the website. If you'd like to learn a little bit more or connect online, again, retire with Pat. Dot com. We have opened up our Save Your Retirement mailbag and just want to point out that we answer a lot of questions and from kind of a general perspective here on the show, but to get specific advice for what's going on for you, get your questions answered one-on-one, 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call to do that. That's 803 Nine, retire to reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. The next question here in our Save Your Retirement mailbag is from Sherry, and Sherry's dad is 78. They've been talking about his financial situation and just getting his affairs in order before anything happens to him, trying to be proactive. And Sherry says she's just now learning how unorganized things have been until now, and she feels like every other week he's calling her and saying he found another CD or he's remembering some other account that he had. Her, her big question, how do we make sure we're not missing anything when we're trying to account for all of his assets?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, so this one is uh, very common, and it's a difficult one, because... For a few reasons first of all of course we're all individuals we all have different personalities so some people are much more open about their finances and some are much more closed Um, i will say that i've been doing this over 23 years and definitely have noticed that typically younger generations are much more open and comfortable talking about finances and we've seen you know generations that are you know well into retirement now that was just not common right people didn't talk about finances um, sometimes there was, you know, and this is stereotypical, but sometimes that was considered the man's information. And a lot of times, um, the spouse wasn't even informed of what was going on, which of course can be a dangerous situation as well. Mm-hmm. So good for our listener to be trying to kind of get organized because that really is of course, such a valuable thing to do. So I don't know a better way to get organized than to just see if you can work together with dad and just go through every piece of paper you can find. That alone, that recommendation might be overwhelming, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that depends on how much paper that is and how organized it is, right? Uh, we all have, you know, different personalities and some people have a, have a file cabinet that's that's perfectly labeled and some people have piles or rooms full of stuff, right? Um, but this is one of those things where we think about, you know, we've all heard horror stories of, first of all, lost accounts, right? We don't want uh, that hard-earned money of the family uh, getting getting lost or wasted. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, And then, of course, there's other scenarios where what if dad has a healthcare problem? Mm -hmm. And now it would be really important for a listener to have an idea where he stands financially to know what type of care that you can afford. Right. That's a really big deal. Um, And probably they don't have any idea right now. And then a a third item, which is tragic, but, um, you know, when uh, our parents pass away, Unfortunately, there are times when that can be really messy with the family if if the family hasn't talked about it or who's getting what or, you know, understanding if there's a will or a trust or something like that, there can be fighting, there can be arguing. And um, no one wants that. Uh, We want our family to not be focused on finances. We want to be thinking about our family in times like that. So there's so many different benefits that can come from having those affairs in order. And uh, it really could be as simple as just trying to get a list of anything that's owned, so that would be your assets, and then anything that is owed your debts. And that's kind of creating a a net worth statement. And uh, I would hope that that simple process could provide a lot of comfort and value to the family.
1: Yeah. And and just, gosh, I, I understand what that's like when you're just trying to figure out what's going on. That whole idea of getting organized Uh, Is so important and really helpful to get some guidance on that. Uh, Let's do one more, Pat. This last question here comes from Daryl, who's thinking about canceling his life insurance. He and his wife have accumulated around $3 million in retirement assets. They're planning on working for another 10 years because they like what they do. The kids are grown. They don't have any debt with the exception of the mortgage. And Daryl's point is it seems silly to have life insurance at this stage of the game. So what do you think?
0: Uh, well, first of all, um, congratulations um, to Daryl. You know, having accumulated three million dollars, not having any debt outside their mortgage, um, that's they've obviously worked really hard and uh, have accumulated a lot. So they put themselves in a great position. I think this is actually quite interesting to me because, on the one hand, when we think of life insurance, the primary purpose for it is to protect our loved ones in case someone passes away, and there's a financial risk. And the most common example of that would be. Uh, let's say you get married, you're early in your career and you have, let's, well, like Jen Rizak has four kids, right? So (laughs) they're getting older now, but think back to when they were little and, you know, maybe you had a mortgage on the house and God forbid one of you passed away. That is a huge financial responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. You have these kids. um, The last thing you'd want to do, they lose a parent and now you rip them out of their house because you have to, you can't afford to stay in the house. I mean, there's a lot of You know, getting real here, there's a lot of things that are really important about that. So we want to have some type of coverage in case something like that happens. And that's because most of us have very little assets, but we have debts. Uh, like a mortgage and things like that. And we also have these responsibilities called children. Um, And then what happens is the kids get older. And as the kids leave the house, uh, hopefully that gives us, uh, uh, we were joking earlier in the show about how it's their fault that we're spending money too, right? So uh, we have an opportunity to save more money over that time. And hopefully we're paying down the mortgage over time. So now you have this kind of teeter-totter happening of uh, instead of high debt, low assets, we now have, like Daryl, we have high assets and low debts. And in some ways, that's very logical. We don't need the life insurance anymore. The one pause that I would give Daryl is just to keep in mind, that's not the only use of life insurance. And there are a lot of different ways life insurance can be used. We always think it's smart to look at the policy, look at the costs and what you're paying for it and what the benefits are. But there can be great tax benefits to life insurance. Some life insurance policies will actually let you pull off of the uh, portion of the death benefit to help pay for nursing care costs in retirement, which could be a huge benefit to the family. So that would be one hesitation I would give is that that's almost a situation where I'd love to do a life insurance analysis and take a look at the existing insurance and see if it makes sense anymore. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does make sense to get rid of it. Uh, But we want to be smart about how we do that. And we also want to be comprehensive about how it fits into the overall plan. It's just everything you have right now is a resource. And we just want to be smart about making the most out of everything you have. And that's a great example of why we think the five-step retirement review is tremendously valuable because it gives us an opportunity to look at all the different areas of your finances. And that includes your insurance, includes your savings and investments and you know needs for income in retirement. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. That five-step retirement review is at absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803 9 Retire, and be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rizak. Thanks for spending some time with us here today. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time.
3: Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal, Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 3005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital Inc. or Kalos Management Inc.